App 1800 is a 30-minute interview with a person of interest in the Boone area. This week, I am with Melanie Turner, a graduate assistant at the Women's Center at Appalachian State University. This is App 1800. I'm Eris Laudermilk. I'm the assistant news director at 9.5 WASUFM. And with me here today, I have... Do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Yeah. Hey, I am Melanie Turner. I am the graduate assistant over the Appalachian State University Women's Center. Nice. So just to start off, for maybe listeners who are not aware, what is the Women's Center? Yeah, we have a physical actual center in the Plemons Student Union on campus right by the bookstore. We're room 110. The physical center itself is a resource education and advocacy center. You can come and just hang out and do homework. You can come and use some of our art supplies. We have menstrual products and condoms and lube and all sorts of sexual barriers available in the Women's Center as well. We are also able to answer questions that people may have about menstrual products or birth control or OBGYNs in the area. We have volunteers that do research every semester on updated information such as that. So mainly the Women's Center serves as a resource and advocacy center. It obviously looks a little bit different right now with COVID. So right now we're very virtual, I would say more virtual than not. And so we do still have the center open Monday through Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And I am personally at the desk during those times. Other than that, it's kind of random. But for the most part, our social media does have access to different highlighted stories and infographics and presentations and really well done research and graphics. Okay, great. So can you just tell me a little bit about what you do at the Women's Center as a graduate assistant, what your role looks like, like a day in the life of your role at the Women's Center? Yeah, honestly, thank you for asking that question. (laughs) So the graduate assistant over specifically the Women's Center, long story short, I am no one's assistant. (laughs) It is very much a quote-unquote director role. I coordinate volunteers, recruit volunteers, schedule volunteers. I take care of the physical center itself. I coordinate and produce events and programs based on campus and volunteer wants and needs and society, I guess, as well. I single-handedly do interviews and collaborate with community partners and meet with campus partners and climb that bureaucratic ladder to make things happen for us. We are a completely volunteer-run identity center, the only volunteer, completely volunteer-run women's center in the state of North Carolina. I think still the country. I can't be 100% sure about that. But other than that, we also, like my graduate assistantship role, I partner and collaborate with the graduate assistants in the multicultural and LGBT center as well. We sit under the intercultural student affairs office. That's like our mother umbrella, I guess you could say. And so me and the other GAs work very closely with one another to create tri-center programs and to coordinate tri-center volunteers and to provide opportunities for students to move across the three centers as opposed to just being a part of one. Great, thank you. So with that, when did you start and did you come here beforehand, attended App State, and what were your majors and like just how did you obtain this role maybe for listeners who are interested? Yeah, no, I really appreciate that question for a few reasons. First of all, I do graduate in May. I was a two-year master's of social work student. I started in August 2019. I got this job in February of 2019 after attending interviews here in Boone. I was living in Raleigh at the time and the interview process was extremely easy, easy as in like they weren't like 
really in your business. They very much were just there to kind of find an intersectional individual who genuinely wanted the role as well as genuinely cared about people. So when I started in my position, the Intercultural Student Affairs Office was at the time called the Multicultural Student Development Center. And when I first started, they had just completely restaffed that entire center and nobody knew what we were doing at all. And so throughout the past two years or four semesters, I guess, but two years, I've spent not recreating, but finding the foundation that existed for the Women's Center graduate assistant from years past. It very much is a role that has a lot of flexibility. It isn't set in stone in any way or capacity. Like I said, we very much cater to the needs and wants of students and society and campus and the community at the time. So that can look very different week to week, even sometimes. We are looking for a graduate assistant for starting fall 2021 because I graduate in May. And as of right now, I can't say that I've heard much about that. So I will say that if running this center, obviously there's a lot more depth to this role than what I'll be able to go into today or really, I mean, after hours, but it's a beautiful, incredible experience. It's a growth experience. It's a professional development experience I could have never asked for in all of the best ways. It will test your patience and it will increase your passions. And I would love to help somebody look into pursuing this graduate assistantship if that was something they were looking for. I'm a master's of social work student and I will say that this graduate assistantship has lined up beautifully, fantastically, almost too well with my social work program. It drove me to macro social work, community organizing, event producing, all these things that I had never done before in my entire life. So I would love to help someone step into these shoes. Well, congratulations on graduating in May. I graduate as well, but with undergrad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say that. I did go to app for my undergrad as well. From 2013 to 2017, I got a bachelor's of science in criminal justice and a minor in sociology and now in master's of social work program. Congratulations to you as well. That undergrad, I mean, grad school is a thing, right? But undergrad is four years and that should never be undermined. (laughs) Yeah, totally. What are some benefits everyone can get from the Women's Center. You can also mention just those who identify as female or just something for everybody to look out for. Yes, I appreciate, you are asking wonderful questions and I really do appreciate you. Thank you. you. The Women's Center is open to all feminists, right? So this is all genders, all sexes, all sexualities, all identities. We are not exclusive. The Women's Center is for feminists and females, of course, female identifying individuals, but more so than that, marginalized identity center cannot grow or be effective or successful without allies. And so I've made it very much a point of mine, especially being an app alumni and a resident of Boone now for almost eight years. My community is much more than just females and I make sure to call on them and to bring them in. And I very much try to extend our walls into further communities. There's a common misconception that only women can go in the women's center. Absolutely not. Though I can respect that boundary so much. Like I wouldn't walk into a men's center. I get it. But everyone is welcome so long as you are respectful. And for right now, have a mask on and follow all these sorts of rules. There's only a few though, just like those actually. But yeah, no, we are opening the walls and we are opening the doors and we're going to the community and we're going deeper into campus, deeper into our population. And that is very much 
a point that we've been trying to make. We've been putting out goodie bags, little COVID-friendly goodie bags in the hallway outside the Women's Center every day. Well, sorry, Monday through Wednesday. And we have menstrual products specific, and then we have sexual barrier specific. And those are open to everybody, right? Like people have periods. That isn't specific to any sexuality, gender. Like, you know, we're moving up in society. We're understanding these things. And so we don't have uh, limits or labels or boxes. And that is definitely something that I want to share with the student body. So thank you for asking that. Yeah, thank you for your explanation. As a menstruating human, I've seen the bags outside and I think that's great. And we also mentioned the help desk, but I know right now, like you said, it's looking a little bit different. But in what other ways is the Women's Center providing services during this time? Yeah, if you haven't already mentioned it. Yeah, no, no. See, again, yeah, so the goodie bags, thank you. But the goodie bags, further than that, we have a appointment book now button on our Facebook where that is directly linked to my Google Calendar and you can make appointments with me based on certain hours and that's Zoom appointments. I am on campus Monday through Wednesday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's for walk-ins. That's if you want to come in and just do homework. We have so many art supplies, like for the love of well, everything holy, please come use our art supplies. Yeah, but we are in very similar capacities still offering the same services. It's unfortunately, we just have less quote unquote staff members to run the center right now. So it's unfortunately my face behind the desk most of the time, even though we have wonderful, fantastic group of volunteers, but to keep everyone's as safe as possible, kind of like a take one for the team sort of thing, in my opinion. Yeah. So we definitely are still providing menstrual products and sexual protective barriers. And again, resources, advocacy, anything that we can provide, and especially me personally, anything I can provide, I will absolutely find a way to. So just a general question, if you haven't already answered it, when was Mm -hmm. the Women's Center founded at Appalachian State? Yes, September 1998. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Thank you. So yes. <laughs> for people who may see, you know, promotions for this event, I've heard about it throughout my years here. What are the vagina monologues? I'm just yes. curious myself. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know my entire four years of undergrad. I heard about it every year, but I just like never got details about it until I had to produce it last year for the first time. It is a fantastic, wonderful collection of personalized monologues about individuals' experiences with vaginas. (laughs) Simply to put it, it's a set script that is nationally reproduced by an organization called V-Day every spring, usually around Valentine's Day. And it is essentially... So V-Day is a nonprofit organization that created the Vagina Monologue script to be a fundraiser across the nation for different beneficiaries that benefit women or individuals with vaginas in some capacity in these different communities. So at Appalachian State specifically, this looks like 20 people auditioning in wintertime for one of the monologue roles. And then the individuals that quote unquote make the cut they will uh, rehearse with one or two directors who are also students and peers. They'll rehearse with directors up until early February, and which time we start doing dress rehearsals and it, we get t-shirts made and we make buttons and we sell tickets and we make different little like chocolate goodies shaped like vaginas. It just depends. And then we have vulva earrings. There's all sorts of fundraising that we do around the vagina monologues themed, of course. And 
it raises money for, in our case, Oasis. And so unfortunately this year, V-Day, well, not unfortunately, but V-Day halted the national production of the vagina monologues due to coronavirus. And so we had to kind of adapt and adjust around that. We didn't have to, so to say, but just on account of the fact that the Vagina Monologues produces some sort of donation check to Oasis every spring. And I didn't want coronavirus on top of how it's affected our community to even further affect such an important resource in Watauga County and Boone and Avery County. And, you know, like a very vital donation that occurs once a year. And so that is where our event coming up next Saturday comes into play. We were quote unquote replaced the vagina monologues temporarily with an international women's day brew day. So March is women's history month and Monday, March 8th is international women's day. And so we didn't want to hold an event on a Monday, so we're having it the following Saturday at Blowing Rock Ale House, and it's a career development, professional development experience. You and participants will get to walk through the Blowing Rock Ale House brewery with their brewery manager and with a co-founder and yeah, co-founder and co-owner of the Angry Troll Brewery in Elkin, North Carolina. Her name is Meredith. And participants get to walk in between them in every single step of making a beer throughout that entire Saturday. There will also be raffle prizes. We collected tons of merch and gift certificates from the local and Lilies and the Cardinal and Mass General and Anna Bananas and Lost Province and all these great places. And so essentially where the Vagina Monologues has produced this donation and produced this identity affirming opportunity and event, we are attempting to temporarily adapt and recreate a identity affirming professional development experience. The brew, microbrew world especially, is a very male dominated field that women excel in. And I think having this opportunity to see our community members walking us through every step, it will just make it much more real and realistic for individuals, I think. That sounds really fun. Can you just give like a rundown of date, time, location, Mm -hmm. mass required? Just the rundown for listeners just really quick. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it is the International Women's Day Brew Day. It is held by the Appalachian State University Women's Multicultural and LGBT Centers, as well as Oasis Inc., Angry Troll Brewing, and Blowing Rock Brewing Company. It will be on March 13th, so this upcoming Saturday, starting at 11.30 a.m. at the Blowing Rock Ale House in Blowing Rock, North Carolina, off of Sunset Drive. There will be Masks required, absolutely. Social distancing as well. The tours, there can only be five individuals per tour. Luckily, we have about 12 or 13 sections from 11.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. throughout the day so that individuals can go on different sections of the tour and we'll have a sign up beforehand. There will also be informational tables there about the identity centers where people can sign up on a Google form for interest emails or to volunteer even. There will be an Oasis information table with the Oasis outreach coordinator, Sarah Crouch, present. There will be a merch table where we will be selling t-shirts and stickers and mugs and all the proceeds from this event will go to Oasis. The Blowing Rock Ale House and Angry Troll Brewing Company will be that day creating a beer that will be in stores and will be sold in their restaurants and it will be called Brave as Stars at Dawn. And this whole event is based on Edwidge Dantecat's 
quote, it is women brave as stars at dawn. And so that's the whole theme of the whole event. It is open to all ages. We won't be drinking the beer that day. We will be watching the process. However, it is on a restaurant's property. Like the brewery is like in the backyard of the restaurant. So there will be COVID friendly options for refreshments and that sort of stuff as well. The raffle is going to be completely donation based in the way that one ticket is seven dollars and two tickets is ten but they will be directly donating to a qr code that connects to oasis's website for every beer that is bought in house of the restaurants once it's produced for every beer bought in house and for every six pack bought in stores a dollar will be donated to oasis that just sounds really fun and just an enriching process And yeah, I really hope it goes well. And for Women's History Month, I think, yeah, that's a great event. Thank you so much. It is definitely my love child. And my best friend is the brewery manager of the Blowing Rock Ale House, my best friend for over a decade. So this is very much a a closing experience for me, for sure. It's definitely the hardest I've ever worked on an event, the biggest event I've ever done, and the most fun I've ever had doing it. I'm very much looking forward to it. Thank you. That's really cool y'all are able to collaborate together too and just have that really great experience. Going back to the vagina monologues for the future, I'm assuming, I just want to solidify this question that Mm -hmm. like people who identify as trans are definitely welcome as well into that event. Oh yeah, absolutely. Spring 2020. So the vagina monologues, while that is a set script, V-Day always puts a like optional like monologue experience attachment so for spring 2020 we had a completely trans inclusive monologue addition to the end of the set vagina monologue script and it just provided that true intersectionality the real experience and the real connection and the real dynamic that i feel like the vagina monologues has needed for a few years now v-day has also been talking about updating the script to be more trans inclusive as well so that's really good but yes absolutely okay thank you for clarifying and just a basic question how can we support the women's center just maybe students faculty general public, how can we support the Women's Center and continue its journey here at App State? Yeah, the biggest way, and I know this sounds way too easy, but just stop in the center if we're open and offer up your app card or your banner ID and let us track you in for attendance on AppSync. The more we can show that we are a necessary resource on campus, the more we don't have to worry about budget cut and just like you know it's not like a threat that's on the horizon necessarily but also it's covid and also it's just society you know budget cuts and reducing and that's just something that happens so if we are able to track attendance give you guys resources give you mentor products whatever it is then we will be able to more solidify ourselves and create that foundation on app state's campus i'm glad you mentioned that yeah i'm glad you mentioned that just because there's so many resources on campus people find out about way too late so yeah and i know the event for international women's day is really big but does the women's center have anything else planned for women's history month maybe not an event but just like what are some plans y'all have Yeah, totally. So the volunteers, every Monday throughout the semester, they've been having a virtual on Zoom called Tea Time. And this is just like a casual 
chill time we're trying to like replicate how it used to be when we were all just chilling in the center on like beanbag chairs you know um and so we tried to kind of redo that throughout the semester and this upcoming monday for international women's day we are doing virtual bath bombs together like making the bath bombs together so me and a couple of the volunteers pre created some little like grab bags to give to the volunteers that they've picked up in the center and then we're going to virtually create these bath bombs together on monday night and so i'm really looking forward to that honestly and we might do an outdoor program strip we're still trying to figure that out i would love to like get on some whitewater rafts or something i just feel like that would be amazing but <laughs> Mostly, yeah. i just like self-care man right now like i don't know and whatever that looks like for people honestly i hate that word but like that's what i'm going for right now and i think that translates differently to different people but however it translates that's what i'm trying to help empower in the volunteers and in the community for the semester i agree and outdoor programs is like just hurting with COVID as well, probably similar to other programs across campus. So yeah, yeah, definitely. How can people who are interested just get involved at the Women's Center in general? Yeah, I would definitely say our social media is 100% the quickest, fastest, and most effective way to get involved in every capacity. This is where we advertise for volunteers. This is where you will figure out how to get an application. This is where we post our infographics and event news and series throughout different months. So for Black History Month, we had a whole series for that. For Women's History Month, we have a whole series for that. And for our social media, we do have a pretty good selection. I would say the only one that we accidentally neglect sometimes is our Snapchat, but we're getting better. But for our Instagram, it is App State Women's Center, all lowercase, all one word. Twitter is App Women's Center. Facebook is ASU Women's Center. And Snapchat is App State, one word, underscore WC. So they're all different variations of the Appalachian State Women's Center. And we do have, outside of the physical Women's Center on campus, we have a huge banner of sorts propped up right outside our door with all of these listed as well. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So I know you're typically at the help desk, but before COVID and possibly post-COVID, are other people allowed to kind of be at the help desk and volunteer like, what does that role look like? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's a requirement for volunteers to hold a minimum of two one-hour desk shifts a week. Pre-COVID, we were open 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And our volunteers, they had a set schedule throughout the semester. And two volunteers would be on shift per hour, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. And that will continue once everything is back up and going again. It will be a requirement to do a desk shift because talking to your peers is always just a little more comfortable, I think. Even, I mean, like, it's not like I'm, like, super old or anything, but I think even coming in and seeing someone with a name tag is just kind of like, oh, like, hey, do you know where I can get birth control? It's just, you know, like, it's just easier, I think, to talk to peers. So, yes, that is a requirement. Furthermore, event attendance, event production. These are all volunteer roles. Volunteer position with the Women's Center is a great volunteer opportunity for resumes, for like service roles for BSW students. I know social work students have to hold some sort of like, not an internship, but a service experience sort of thing. I don't know what other programs across the board. I just have her know social work because that's what I'm in. But the volunteer experience with the Women's Center is definitely more than what I would say you could get just randomly showing up to an off-campus 
organization for volunteer hours, you, you get a community and you get a group me, right, with all of the volunteers and y'all get to gossip and you get to empower one another. And it's so much more than just like coming in and just sitting at a desk. It's a community that literally, I mean, some of our volunteers have been there for four years now. And so it definitely, not only will it give you more to put on your resume in regards to, I mean, literally whatever you want, marketing, advertising, event planning, student affairs, social work, you can literally get it all from that center. It's whatever you want it to be, but it's resume experience. It is real life experience and it's fun. How can we uplift women or those who identify as women? I would say... My personal response to that is look one another in the eyes and have genuine responses and conversations. And that doesn't mean they're always going to be beautiful or rainbows and butterflies, but it means they're going to be genuine, they're going to be human, and they're going to be vulnerable, and they're going to be raw. Our society, our population, our campus, we have lost the ability to see humans in each other's eyes. And I think as women specifically, and especially in a marginalized identity center or setting, it's so important that we look each other in the eyes and make it known that we understand in some capacity one another. This, and again, that applies to females, female identifying individuals, feminists. That's a trait that exists across the board when we call on it. I think the most important thing we can do is get out from our rooms, our centers, get out from those four walls, get back into the community and start collaborating and connecting and networking again. Yeah, we're kind of all going through the same human experience. And as women or those who identify as women, I think those experiences or just vulnerabilities definitely interweave with one another. Mm -hmm. So my last question, what events do you hope to have post-COVID? I know you're graduating in May, but what are just some things you would like to see in the future for the Women's Center? Yeah, absolutely. I would say personally, October is Domestic and Interpersonal Violence Awareness Month. And for me personally, that month is very important and there's not enough work done around it, especially on our campus. My first October in this job, I was able to go full force and this one I was not. And so I'm just hoping that moving forward, October will be big again. Furthermore, the vagina monologues, like, man, I just, I can't believe that Come the end of February 2020, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to do that all again next year. And the fact that I will never, ever do that again, I hope someone gets to have that experience in Boone, North Carolina and on F-State campus again, because that is a remarkable and life-changing experience for everyone involved. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what you do in the future with master's in social work. I have a really close friend who is getting her master's in social work. And I think like a lot of people say, y'all are like the backbone of society. So I oh, wish I you the best. That. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> this is App 1800. Thank you for listening. From 90.5 WASU, I'm Eris Sodermilk, Assistant News Director, and this is App 1800.